You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. WTUG HD2 Northport W265CG Tuscaloosa Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched you watch work out in the weight room. But you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to pick it, and I run in that case, didn't take Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. The Martin Houston Show can also be seen simulcasting on Facebook under Martin Houston fan page, Tide 109, uh, uh, X's and O Sports, and uh, we'll, of course, be adding DC, so we'll go live on DC's page as well. This morning. Also, you can find us on YouTube and at Twitter under Martin Houston Live and at Martin Houston 35. It is a beautiful Tuesday morning. We're live, local, and ready to get things rolling. So, we want to invite you to get in on the conversation. Uh, you can call us and be a part of that conversation at 205 342 Four, that's the Alabama One Hotline. So we invite you to join us on the conversation. Hey, listen, and if you want to get in on the conversation uh, and chat us up, we'd like to get you uh, in as part of the chat conversation. Uh, you can just put your question there, and we'll add you to the conversation uh, and make it a part of the show. Good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning, X. How you doing, sir? All right. Um, not hearing. Uh, good morning. Hey, doing good. How are you? Uh, doing good. Uh, as we uh, get ready to get into the program, I want to remind you that uh, this is the day that the Lord's made. So uh, make sure that you take some time out there and be glad in this day. Be the difference you want to see in the world today. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, and be the difference. All right. Um, well, big news yesterday. We got a lot to get to, uh, but, uh, of course, local news. Uh, Wilkin Formby made his big announcement. Uh, he is off to the Crimson Tide. So we're definitely going to talk about that here in just a moment. Um, 
And then when you look at that, we'll also talk about uh, uh, the best sport. We're going to finish that conversation, the best sport in the SEC. Uh, and we'll look at the position grouping. Uh, we'll talk with DC about that. But let's look at uh, Wilkin Formby. Uh, yesterday, we, we threw in our crystal ball. Uh, two of us went Alabama. One of us leaned, uh, Ole Miss. Uh, and as I was going off the air, I think I said I would not be surprised if Oklahoma got it because of some relationships there. But let's see what Wilkin Formby had to say when it came down to, uh, picking the Crimson Tide. Uh, what, uh, when did he know it was Alabama? We're going to, play a, a couple different clips uh, this morning but the first one is when did he know that he was going to the Crimson Tide uh, here is Northridge four star top 10 offensive lineman left tackle 6'8 300 pound <laughs> he has all the vegetables uh, Wilkin Formby uh, four star from Northridge uh, high school Jaguars uh, committing to the University of Alabama, saying this is when he knew that's where he was going? Uh, I mean, a lot of it was more so ready to be done than it was Alabama uh, at, the, at the time that I announced it. Uh, I mean, it's, it, took, it took a little while. I was still contemplating this weekend, going over everything, praying about it, just trusting that I'm going to know about day, and I feel how peaceful it's so. Yeah, so... With that said, guys, do you think there's still an opening or potential for Wilkin to uh, potentially go somewhere else? Uh, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not no, gonna. Morton, I think the the possibility. Think, I don't think he's gonna change his mind. Like this, this, but, and, uh, you know, uh, also to the same, you know, to that same uh, notion, you know, I don't think a guy like Wilkin is necessarily a kid that's going to commit somewhere and decommit. He doesn't really seem like that kind of kid, you know. In my opinion, I don't know him very well, but he doesn't really seem like that type of that type of that type of player. I think he's probably pretty set in stone with his commitment. All right, uh, what were you saying, X? Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to. Yeah, I don't think he's going to swap. Uh, if you look at some of the other things that he, he said last night, I'm pretty sure he's locked in. He's the first offensive lineman to commit to Alabama in this class, and he is motivated on getting uh, other guys in class as well. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, some of the guys he, he was here on vi- visit with and some of the guys that he's talked to as well. Uh that are in this class. So I think he's committed to building, uh, helping build this Alabama class. And when you look at uh, Wilkin uh, in, in terms of uh, what's happening with him, uh, you know, I, I told you that I had ran into him and he had mentioned why he liked Kentucky. Uh, and so with that thought, when he mentioned liking coach Wolford, who now is at Alabama, I felt like that may be part of the decision uh, making process. And so uh, I asked him the question. Uh, um, I mean, he was asked the question Was uh, Wolford the deciding factor? And here's what he had to say about that. 
Uh, I would say he had a lot to do with it because that's what I'm going to be with day in and day out. Uh, you know, his drills are some of the best I've ever seen. I've gotten the pleasure to uh, be coached by him before, too, at camps and stuff like that. So he's a he's a great coach. He's he's a really tough coach, which is what you want to be. One of the best is what you mean. Right when I got offered, coach was in there. First of all. So I was like, I don't know. Uh, Alabama, I was still, you know, it's Alabama. It's a great program. But uh, Coach Wolf definitely helped the cases on the so that, that's him talking about Coach Wolford. Hey, um, you look at that, the, the guys who we had earlier uh, this year uh, on JC and and uh, Damian George, JC Latham, Damian George both talked about him. Now you have a high school recruit talking about him. Uh, X uh, seems like Wolford may be uh, both a, a guy who's going to, make the guys like being at the program, but also uh, going to be a coach who can help bring in recruits as well. Yeah, I think we can get what Coach Wolford is doing. He's changing the culture back a little bit more. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm not saying that Coach Marone was a bad coach at all, but he just had a different mentality. Coach Wolford seems to be the type of coach that you want to – to help these guys as they transition from high school into college, into the NFL, if their uh, if their talent leads them there. So you see, as you said, with guys that are currently on the team and, and recruits that are going to be coming in. So anything that he said, and I think he also if you notice a lot of the top offensive linemen in this class are starting at Alabama in their top two, their top three, their top five. Uh, it comes down to it, and I think Coach Wolford, along with, of course, Coach Saban and, and the tradition of Alabama, are helping making that possible. Yeah, without a doubt. And, of course, you know, uh, he, he, he's excited about going to Alabama, uh, but he also getting a little bit of that Alabama flavor before he heads off uh, to college as well. Yeah, he uh, he has some interesting things to say last night because he's getting coached by a former Alabama great uh, in Kareem McNeil. So what do you say about that? It's it's amazing. And in my speech, I mentioned uh, Coach Copeland as well. They both play at Alabama. Uh, they weren't biased whatsoever. They weren't the best for me. But it's really cool to be able to continue what they did and everything that they poured into me. They gave me great advice and both push me to be here. All right. Uh, that yeah, was, uh, and, and you, you hear, you hear that when he talks about. Now we're having a little technical issues with X. Uh, I think he dropped out. Uh, but, you know, Mason, when you look at what happened with uh, uh, Kareem, getting that chance to be coached by Kareem. Kareem was a teammate of mine um, before the tragic accident. Man was uh, well on his way to becoming a superstar at Alabama. So uh, really, really exciting for uh, them to get a chance, uh, this young man to get a chance to be coached by him and Taught by him, so a lot, lots to look forward to for for the Northridge Jaguars this year. 
in terms of having a big four-star commitment to Alabama, always good for your program, uh, good for all of his teammates because other schools are going to be coming in and looking at the Jaguars uh, and what they have to offer. So hopefully some other guys will get opportunities because of this opportunity. Hey, let's go ahead and get ready to go to break here. Uh, and when we come back on the other side, we'll uh, add DC to the conversation and see if we can reconnect with X. Uh, and also want to remind you that we're able to do this because we have great sponsors. and want to include you in on that roster of great sponsors. If you would like to join uh, the team, the Martin Houston show team, uh, all you need to do is send me an email, martin at martinhouston.org. We'll be glad to promote you and your uh, business organization and or event. That's martin at martinhouston.org. Emails come right in. We'll take care of it uh, and and get you at it uh, with uh, live reads uh, recorded, and we can change it as uh, you see fit. So, uh, just a great opportunity to promote and grow and brand your business. That's the Martin Houston Show, martin at martinhouston.org. We look forward to adding you to our roster of great sponsors. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Everything pretty quiet on the roadways as we get started on this Tuesday morning. Of course, if you do see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, just give me a call, 205-886-8886. Now you can get a lifetime powertrain warranty on a used vehicle from your hometown dealer. It's Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Summer officially began at 413 this morning, and summer light heat will continue across central Alabama. Partly cloudy and hot today. Fair skies overnight tonight. 96 the daytime high, 72 overnight. Then for Wednesday, more of the same. Partly cloudy and hot. The daytime high around 97. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 72 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Thanks to the great folks over at South Mark Design, the official outfitter of the Martin Houston Show. That's South Mark Design. Scott Smith and his team will help you with any of your promotional needs and items. Uh, and you can tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to uh, give them a call. That is uh, <clears throat> uh, definitely a, um, <clears throat> excuse me, 
a great opportunity and option for you when it comes to all of your promotional needs. So at Southmark Design, southmarkdesign.com. All right. Good morning. Welcome back in. Guys, we can get uh, this conversation going. We have uh, D.C. joining uh, the conversation. Good morning, D.C. How you doing, sir? Oh, good morning, Martin. Good morning, X. Great to, great to be with you this morning. Good. Glad to have you. That's D.C., D.C. Capstone Report. D.C., uh, we spent a little time talking about uh, Wilkin uh, Formley from uh, Alabama, I mean, from uh, Northridge High School, Jaguars committing to the University of Alabama. Uh, they're a uh, four-star uh, offensive lineman. I'd uh, like to get your thoughts on uh, this decision by this young man, then we'll move on. Oh, I think it's a big, big get for Alabama. I think it's just going to start off uh, uh, the, the first cog in a great recruiting class at alignment. I think hearing him talk yesterday, he talked about recruiting himself and going and getting getting it over with for him and, and trying to get others with him. And he has all the measurables you want in a left tackle, uh, right tackle. He can he, he can play. Uh, you know, it just goes to show you. That I think Coach Wolford is is not only a great a player's coach, but a great recruiter as well. So, uh, looking forward to see that see how, what he can do at the university. A really big upside for this young man. Yeah, looking forward to to watching him grow. And um, I, I you know, he, he he's kind of suffering from some of the I call it the the same thing that Jesus uh, the scriptures say about Jesus, where uh, he could do no great miracle in his own hometown. I think sometimes. We don't understand how big a recruit this young man is, a top 10 offensive lineman uh, in the country, and uh, a good get for Alabama, and hopefully, as you said, uh, the beginning of a big haul uh, for uh, offensive linemen. Well, D.C., we're going to bring you in on a conversation uh, we had yesterday. So I'll, I'll set the stage for you. Yesterday, we were talking about the SEC in baseball and what they're doing in the college world series and the fact that, um, that they, they, they almost, uh, I mean, not almost had a legit shot to have six of the eight teams this year with current sec, uh, programs and the fact that Oklahoma and, uh, uh, Texas are joining the sec in the future they had a legit shot to have all eight teams uh, in the College World Series. So that prompted us to have the conversation. Um, is what's the best sport in the SEC? Is it baseball? Is it football? Is it basketball? Or maybe some other sport? Um, my, my, I think Mason and I were kind of, we didn't get finished the argument. So we were bringing it in. The, I'm sorry, the conversation. <laughs> uh, we, we, we talked a little bit uh, about baseball. Xavier was saying football. Where, where do you come down at? And then we'll we'll throw up that discussion a little bit more. Well, I guess interesting conversation. You know, I've, I haven't thought about it recently very much, but, uh, you know, it's a great case we made for baseball, uh, great case we made for football. I think you make a case for softball and gymnastics. Uh, you know, the SEC just hits on all cylinders and so many of the uh, uh, different sports uh, out there. So I think uh, based on this year's uh, performances, you'd have to say, have to go with baseball, I think. All right. So 
Uh, CJ Washington, it's hard to argue baseball and football. Gymnastics and softball certainly are in the conversation as well. And and um, it's basketball on the verge um, uh, of getting there, you know, um, because you, you look at, you know, uh, Arkansas and, and Nate Oates, you know, getting things turned around. And, of course, we got some new coaches coming in, but uh, Kentucky's been there. Uh, will Florida get back? Um, you know, so th- th- you can make an argument there. So uh, I'll, I'll let X, He, I, we had to cut him off yesterday uh, a little bit. So X, I'll give it to you to give you a chance to, to make your argument one more time in front of D.C. Um, what's going on in terms of why you think it's football. I look at it like this. When it comes down to what the best sport there's an argument of what's the deepest sport for baseball probably hands down wins that as far as the deepest sport, but the best sport to me is when you're looking at champions being the best. And I look at Alabama, I look at football and you look outside of just Alabama, there's been one national championship game, one since 2000 and what? Five. That hasn't had an SEC team in it. If you go, if you go all the way back, you're talking Florida, LSU, Florida again. Bama starts their run. You throw Auburn in there. You've gotten Georgia in the mix now. LSU has won multiple uh, in that span of span of time, and those are the champions. And the one year that there wasn't Ohio State, the champion had to beat Alabama to get to the national championship game. So that's what, that's why I look at it like that. And, and all the other ones, you've had Clemson beat Alabama. You've had uh, Florida State beat Auburn. So that's why I look at the best, which means winning championships. You have to go with football, even though baseball is still a close second. Yeah, but but with that argument, when was the last time um, a baseball team didn't make it to the College World Series, which is the same as the college football playoffs? Uh, and it's a lot harder road there um, once you get there. Um, and when was the last time softball didn't have representation, multiple representation um, in in the College World Series? And when was the last time gymnastics didn't have representation? And but it's, I, I but think, it's more than huh? But to me, it's, it's to me, it's more than just the representation. Football's winning more. But but that's what I'm telling you. Football to me, and y'all jump in, Mason, D.C., football has an easier path if they get there because the reality of it is they play their regular season, and and then once they get to the regular season, they only have to win two games, right? Uh, And we saw that Alabama pretty much had a three-game playoff um last year meaning georgia in the sec championship game then the uh playoff game and then the uh championship game and they went what you know they lost they lost the championship game you know and and say alabama uh would have had to play multiple games but would they have fared as well uh especially with with the injuries but that's also to me 
Xavier, let me get DC's response. Well, well I understand what Xavier's saying, uh, but you know, when you when you frame the question, you said the best sport, right? And right, so not when the, best I look team. At the best Is that what you said? Best sport? Yes, best sport, not best team. When you look at best sport, I think you have to look at the totality of the teams at the SEC, and I don't think football rises to that uh, from top to bottom like baseball does, and uh, possibly softball and gymnastics. I think baseball, about football, you can make an argument for the best, most championships, no doubt, and to be number one. Uh, best team uh, comes out of the SEC. But when we talk about the best sport overall, I think you got to go with something other than football because I don't think every team in the SEC has proven that they can get to the, uh, even get into the playoff. And, and pretty much in baseball, uh, you have a majority of the SEC teams, you know, participating every year. Uh, in the uh, in the baseball field, which is a little bit harder to get into, uh, you, you can you can look at the basketball as more analogous to it because you have a larger number of opportunities to participate, like you do in baseball. But I still think baseball is probably the best top to bottom SEC sport. Yeah, and and that's remember is that you're 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 naming it from uh, which one wins the most championships, which literally, let's be real. Uh, that that's that that there is not a a time where there's four, four three four five teams every year. There's usually one or two, maybe three teams, and that team wins. Right? If you go back when Florida was winning, they were the dominant team. Boom! They were replaced by Alabama. Boom! Then Auburn had a season. Boom! LSU had a season. I mean LSU, uh, and then. Uh, and and so so it's not it's not like you had four five six teams going into the year this year. Who's going to win the SEC, Xavier? It's new football. Yeah, uh, probably Bama or Georgia. And who's going to win it last year? Same. Who's going to win it the year before that? Bama, Florida, maybe Georgia. Bama, Florida, Georgia. So that that conversation is always kind of the same. It's Bama and who else? Or is is is, if it's not Bama, uh, it's LSU and who else? Uh, And and in baseball, in baseball, you don't know if you're a baseball fan. You can watch the entire season and still not know who's going to win. But doesn't that lead just to more of a parity type thing due to the number of games? Because like you said, in football, you can't afford to have a bad game. You can't afford to have a slip up. If you really look at it versus baseball, you could you could have a 10-game losing streak at some point during your season and still make it. it you know, if you get hot at the right time, still make it all the way to the championship. Yeah, but who all can do that? And that's the point of it. What's the best overall sport? Is 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 who can lose in football and still get in? Name a team that can have a bad game or lose a game in the SEC, D.C., in football and still make the playoffs. Yeah. That's only a couple Alabama, right? That's right. And in Georgia. A, and it's not a parity thing, X, when – when the number of play teams in the SEC 
you got to throw them against all the other teams. It's only a parity within the SEC, and that's what makes this the best sport because, you know, eight of those teams could have made it to the final, and six of them ended up uh, having a real good shot, and four of them made it. Of the, of the, so over half of the teams in the, in the final was was uh, was the SEC team. So it's only parity against themselves, and that's what makes it the best sport. Right. But wouldn't you say that in football as well? I mean, half of the teams this year were Alabama and and Georgia. That you had you had an Alabama LSU national championship game. But half you're talking about four out of a hundred and something teams versus four out of five hundred. You know, right? Yeah, so that, I mean, this, yeah, this how many baseball teams, teams are didn't have an opportunity it, it, to make it to the playoffs? And, and here's the thing: when you look at baseball, any of those four teams can win the the College World Series. And, and you, or 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 if Florida had got in, they could have won the World Series. Or if Tennessee had got in. They could have won the World Series. The two that's already been sent home. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the the two that didn't make it, they could have won it. The four that made it could win it. In football, it's going to be who? It, yeah, Xavier, you're, you're, you've settled in on the championships. And that's – Alabama is the most dominant – I mean, football is the most dominant sport. But they're not the best sport in the SEC. From, I mean, if, if that makes sense, if you if you take it and say who's the most dominant, what's the most dominant sport, then I'll agree with you on football. Um, because they've won championships, and to be the most dominant sport, you don't have to have you don't have to have everybody be good or a majority be good. But to be the best sport in it to me that's a different criteria and i believe the sec uh in baseball right now from top to bottom um is 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 proving and they do it year in and year out like vanderbilt's not even in it this year mississippi state's not even in it this year but they were champions only a couple years ago last year they're champions yeah, last year mississippi state yeah, no i'm saying mississippi state last year and vanderbilt was only a couple, a couple years ago. A couple so, years ago, and neither one of them made it. Right, and so that's what I mean by best sport. But C.J. Watson says, to some of Xavier's point, Ole Miss was only a Bama loss away from winning the West last year and being in the playoff picture. The difference is, but because it's Ole Miss, they didn't get in it, and they weren't even talked about. Why? Because they're not viewed the same way. If it, 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 it's just it's it's like the rest of the country sees those top few SEC football teams, and then everybody else, and they know that the top whoever is the top whoever is the best. I will give you this, Xavier. Whoever is the best in the SEC in football is probably the first or second best team in the country, right? Okay. Yeah, but there's a gap. I, I get your point. But there's a gap when, between the top two or three SEC schools and four, five, six, and seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, um, 
it's just it, to me, even though Texas A&M beat Alabama last year, if they had got into the playoff, they would have got drummed. You know, um, no, I, I see your point. When it comes to dominance, it can be a, a couple at the top versus you're looking from when you're looking at best, you're looking for that. Yeah, you're looking for yeah. what's the best sport. And hey, listen, I mean, some of those other sports may say that as well. And uh, and CJ Watson just pointed out uh, maybe want to throw women's basketball uh, in the mix of that conversation as yeah. well especially with South Carolina, but that would be, you know, just a couple of those sports and teams. So we'll talk more about that. And uh, DC, as we go to break, I do want to get your thought uh, real quick, because we did ask this question. Then we'll talk about position grouping on the other side with Bohannon. Um, and the fact that the conversation we just had, does that make you feel good? about where Alabama baseball is? Are they better than we think? Uh, they just happen to be have a bigger heel? Or uh, does it make you feel less optimistic about the future of baseball under uh, Bohanna? No, it makes me feel optimistic. I think Alabama's a lot better than people think they are based on the, the competition they played against uh, in the uh, SEC West even. I mean, you don't talk about the SEC, just in the SEC West. And uh, I, I, I like the moves that he's making in the offseason, and, and I'm – I'm confident that, that he can build a a team that can compete for championships. Oh, wow. I haven't thought. Okay, who all's in there is right now? It's Arkansas, Ole Miss, Arkansas. I mean, uh, no, <laughs> I said Ole Miss. Ole Miss, Arkansas, Texas A&M, and who? Auburn. Auburn, and they're all from the same division. <laughs> all from the same division. Yeah. So look at, look at the division and the look at the division and, and the and the and the ones who didn't make it to the even to the NCAA. And you're talking about a team that was the national champion last year. Mississippi State didn't make it, and Alabama, a team that went that won uh, four out of six games from the teams that didn't make it. Uh, so I mean, you know, it's a tough division to play in. Yeah. So. Yeah, there you go. Maybe maybe things are on the uprise, and we'll keep pushing uh, forward with Coach Bohannon. Uh, coming back on the other side, guys, get your position grouping. Uh, we're going to start. It's going to be an ascending order, uh, so we'll we'll start with who we think uh, is uh, the uh, position group, and we'll say we'll have uh, the least impact or uh, the the least. Uh, ranked a uh, lowest ranked team not that they're bad just lowest ranked position grouping on this 2022 version of alabama football that conversation coming up next right here on the martin houston show tide 100.9 traffic from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks. Everything pretty quiet on the roadways as we get started on this Tuesday morning. Of course, if you do see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, just give me a call, 205-886-8886. Now you can get a lifetime powertrain warranty on a used vehicle from your hometown dealer. It's Towns and Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. 
They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99 going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com, that's peptalks35.com, or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Into Tide 100.9 for more of the Martin Houston Show with Martin Houston and X's and O's Sports, Xavier Houston. Welcome back in to the Martin Houston Show. As we continue to move forward, we have DC, DC Capstone Report uh, that's joining us today. As we uh, move forward, want to remind you that we're able to do what we do because of the great roster of uh, sponsors we have. And, of course, Alabama One leading the charge there, alabamaone.org. Go check them out as that promotion uh, is winding down for the month of June. That is, you can get a big green, win a big green egg if you qualify for an equipment or uh, commercial ag loan or uh, boat, RV, motorcycle, uh, camper, etc. So whether you're getting it for work or for play, a toy or work, uh, Alabama One can help you get that loan with rates as low as 1.99. And if you qualify and get that done, then you're able to qualify and potentially win a big green egg. That's Alabama One, AlabamaOne.org. All right, DC, let's talk a little position grouping uh, with you and X. Um, first of all, uh, we'll get everybody's candidate. Uh, um, I'll start with you, uh, DC. Who do you have or which position grouping do you have uh, coming in uh, in last place? I'd have to go with the tight ends, I believe. Okay. Uh, X, who you got? Uh, I'm going with the offensive line. All right, Mason, you got you got a thought on that, Mason? 
Man, it's really hard for me to single out one position group here. I feel really good about all of them, if I'm being honest. But, you know, I like what X says about the offensive line. I think they're probably the most untested of, of the of the position groups. I like what DC said about the tight ends. I think we uh, we've really only seen anything from Cameron Latou out of that group. We're not really doing, we're not really sure what we're going to get from Robbie Oots this year. Not really sure what we're going to get from Miles Kitzelman as a transfer coming in. But I. Uh, I think I might I, I might lean towards the defensive side, and this isn't anything you know. It's nothing to do with their actual skill level. I think these guys are fantastic players. I think it's just they're not necessarily going to have many opportunities to make plays because the defensive front is going to be so good. And I'm going to say the interior linebackers, you know, Henry Tuotuo and Jalen Moody. I think uh, I think we're probably not going to hear them getting super involved just because you know the guys up front are going to clean it up so well. All right, and of course I'll throw in uh, tight ends uh, would be mine. Uh, so uh, I, I'll let we'll, we'll go in that same order in terms of uh, Mason gave a little bit of his defense, but I'll I'll give each one of you a chance to talk about why you feel that. So DC, uh, you said tight ends, uh, and I think it may come down to similar to the conversation we just had in baseball. Uh, it's really based on what criteria you're looking at, but but DC, why do you, why do you rank tight ends uh, as uh, the 12th or whatever? I'm saying 12th as the lowest ranking position group. And by the way, no one here, when you have to rank a group uh, like this at Alabama, you're not saying this is a bad group. You're just saying they're just uh, the lowest ranked group out of a group of good, good, good positions. Yeah, we're not saying they're bad at all. I'm not saying they're bad at all because they, if you rank them against other tight ends in the in the SEC, they would definitely not come out the very last. And, but against other position groups at Alabama, uh, we're just talking about uh, production and what we know about them. We 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 haven't seen them uh, in in action. And really, Cameron Latou is the only one that we know has had any kind of uh, production in a, in a game situation. And outside of him, you got Robbie Oots, uh, and then you got the others that transfer a freshman in that we don't know anything about. So that's why I put them. Uh, at the lowest uh, position grouping. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to have a bad year. I'm just saying we don't know enough about them to put them any higher. Yeah, uh, uh, X, you can, give a, you can give a rebuttal and you can give your opinion. Well, I'll go ahead and do a little look forward as I have tied in as my, as my as the next group on the list. But I, I look at what Cameron Latou was able to do, and we know that – He'll, more, he'll most likely be a bigger part of the offense that's coming up here. We do have Robbie Oots. He showed, even though he was used more of a fullback, he showed his ability to be a, a, a decent blocker, a serviceable blocker, at least. With the offensive line, you're talking about a complete group. You're talking about five guys that have to work together on every single play. And one, we don't know yet who those top five guys are. And two, because of them being probably the weakest unit last year uh, as a as a whole group. That's why they're sitting in last place for me. Mason, you want to add in more to your comment on the, on the linebacker? You know, I, I, again, I, I just want to, you know, say, I, I, and I think we've all made this very clear with our choices here. I don't think, I don't think right. it has anything to do with these guys' skill level. I think they're very, you know, they're all fantastic players. And I'm excited about everyone on this team. I just think, kind of like I said, they're just, they might not get as much shine this year. Yeah, and, and, and interesting, interesting take there, Mason. Uh, you're, 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 you're going at it from the angle of, of uh, you know, what impact they have 
as a result of how good those around them are. Uh, DC is going at it from the angle of that they just don't have uh, experience. We don't know that they could end up being the most dynamic group. We could have a Brock Bauer uh, in, in this group, you know, like Georgia had last year as a true freshman. We don't know that, you know, the transfer from, from Kansas could be that type of player uh, out of JUCO. Um, you know, I don't think Oose is going to be lighting it up, uh, running down the field, but all of a sudden, uh, could he become uh, a, a tight end that is dominant on inline blocking and we don't give away our run game when we bring Kendall Randolph in because Oots can handle it you know, and the two and those two together uh, can can handle a blocking job. And all of a sudden that makes this group even more impactful. And then, of course, X, you're looking at it from a five guys have to kind of uh, take it from the top uh, and, and work together as a unit. Uh, and so and from my opinion, it, I'm, I'm in the same kind of boat with D.C. Uh, I look at it from the standpoint of that. Uh, you just don't know uh, with this team. So uh, it's hard for me to rank this team uh, because there's just not enough. I saw a little bit from Latou uh, in the receiving game, but uh, if I was going to trade, if I was going to be – if I could go to any other SEC school and make a trade with any position grouping uh, – and, and find more talent, this would be the group I would look to upgrade, um, would be tight ends. Uh, so uh, that that's why I say that. And so I'll ask it and, and let you guys respond to this, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to break and come back and do our two-minute warning after this. With that said, tight ends for me, tight ends for D.C., uh, O-line for Xavier, inside linebackers for Mason, uh, as far as that, that position grouping. My question then becomes this. Which one of those groups do you think, if you had to make it, is the least talented? Not not how good they're going to be, but which one is the least talented of those groups? DC, uh, I think least talented would be tight ends, in my opinion. Yep. X? Um, uh, that's a tough one when you look at it, because uh, I think all the groups here, are, are, like you said, are extremely talented. But if you're looking, you have to go tight in with this one because because we have five stars across the board on the offensive line. You know, yep. it, it, it's not a lot of it's not a lot of two or three stars on this offensive line. So talent level probably tight in at, just as an overall group because our, our best tight end was a defensive end coming out of high school. Uh, and we've got a Jugo guy and, and two really – now we got two four-stars coming in that are, are young and just don't have experience. So that's the other side of that. So, yeah, it, it's close probably, but tight end. Mason? Yeah, I think we're going to get a clean sweep here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with the <laughs> tight end there. I, uh, You know, I – I agree with everything y'all said about it. I think it's just, it, it, you know, like X said, Cameron Latou, he's still a guy that, while he has played tight end for a couple years now, he's still technically learning to play the position. He's still got a lot of room to grow. Yeah. And, you know, Miles Kitzelman is a guy that is com- pretty much completely unproven. We haven't seen anything from him yet. Robbie Oots, he's someone we haven't really seen do anything in the passing game yet. So, yeah, I'd probably go tight ends. 
Yeah, so that that's kind of where I started from uh, as well. Uh, so when you look at it that way, it's like, uh, you got a bunch of five stars uh, in that old line. In uh, in years, like I said, years wasn't about talent. You just think that our defensive front is going to be so dominant that that we're not going to have uh, a lot of impact from the inside linebacker from play. But we have a lot of talent at inside linebacker. Uh, as 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 they go, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to break and let you guys uh, come back in on the two minute warning and respond to C.J. Watson because he throws in a different wrinkle. He said, "I'm gonna say wide receiver," in his, based on his credit leaving the national championship game last year. Whoa, buddy, bad taste in my mouth based off of what we last saw. Uh, yikes! So he's saying if you if his last recollection. The Janet Jackson model, what have you done for me lately? Uh, he has some, some concerns with wide receiver. We'll talk about that and finish up this position grouping uh, conversation uh, part one uh, right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no action for wrecks. Everything pretty quiet on the roadways as we get started on this Tuesday morning. Of course, if you do see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, just give me a call, 205-886-8886. Now you can get a lifetime powertrain warranty on a used vehicle from your hometown dealer. It's Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning. It's primary runoff election day across Alabama. There are five statewide races, one federal race on party ballots. The GOP U.S. Senate nomination is down to Katie Britt or Mo Brooks, while Alabama Secretary of State John Merrill will be replaced by either Republican State Auditor Jim Ziegler or Republican Pike County State Representative Wes Allen. On the Democratic side, Yolanda Flowers and Malika Fortier are vying for the gubernatorial nomination. Polls open at 7. I'm Don Hartley. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. We got DC, DC Capstone Report. DC, tell us real quick what you got going on, man, and where people can find you, sir. Well, you can catch me at dccapstonereport.com, DC Capstone Report Facebook page, or follow me on Twitter at davidcott 50 And always check out Lance's other great sites, RollTideBama.com and FreelancePictures.com for some great Alabama content. 
We're in hiatus right now, so we don't have our podcast up, but we'll be getting back on those regularly weekly podcasts as we lead up to the uh, summer, uh, uh, fall, and fall practices here leading up to the season in Alabama. Yeah, uh, DC. Real quick on that. On the, what do you think about uh, CJ Watson's thoughts there on the? Well, uh, yeah, I, I understand what CJ is saying about the uh, about the wide uh, receiver position, but I think the upside of them is much greater than the tight ends. I think we have a better opportunity to go with the tight ends. And of course, Martin, my my rebuttal to to Mason is my argument's always been Wayne Davis is the leading tackler at Alabama for one reason. And that is that the other teams are always trying to double team Cornelius Bennett and run away from Derek Thomas, and so I think our middle he gives a little middle linebackers a little more credit than they than they than they, they gives them. So yeah, so so you're saying that that dominant may lead to them more, changing more the opportunities for middle linebackers, blocking schemes, and it ends up freeing up the linebacker. Hmm. That's right. Uh, That's why Wayne yeah. Davis is the leading tackler at Alabama and still is. Yeah, I to- totally, totally agree. Hadn't thought about it that way. That's awesome. Well, DC, we'll, we'll talk about this on tomorrow, but uh like to get your thoughts. EA Sports saying they're going to return uh, with the football game. Had you seen that story? Yes, I did. I, I've seen that story. I spent many, many times as a, as a younger person playing EA Sports college football, and I'm excited for for the kids to see it. It's, it's been without it for so many years. Now, and we'll get your thoughts. I know you can give us some more insight, but uh, will this set up with them paying the schools, it looks like, versus the players, uh, keep them out of the name, image, and likeness court again? Yeah, I think it's a bit, I think they've really worked behind the scenes for the legality to make sure they get it right this time. I think it's very possible they'll be able to keep them out of the court this time. Yeah, just an interesting thought process. Looks like they're going to pay the schools, not necessarily pay the pe- players. And I guess the schools can disseminate that money as they see fit. Uh, but uh, uh, either way, uh, EA Sports uh, looking to return, but not until next year. So uh, may have to wait for Bryce Young and Will Anderson to be on the classic. But you might just get uh, a Jalen Miro or. Or, or one of these other great Bama players, maybe even Wilkin Formby. Who knows, man? But anyway, uh, that's DC, DC Capstone Report. Tell them one more time where they can follow you on Twitter, DC. Uh, follow me on Twitter at DavidCott50. DavidCott50. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Thanks. Have a great day, Martin. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. All right. That's uh, X uh, with X's in those sports. Uh, regular part of the program right here on the Martin Houston Show. Uh, that's Mason behind the glass pressing all the right buttons. Thank you guys for making it a, a successful show. Mason, we'll catch up with you next Monday. Uh, X will be back with you on tomorrow. Thank you to all of the callers, listeners, viewers, chatters, uh, commenters uh, on the Martin Houston Show. Thank you for being a part of this show. Remember this, trust in the Lord always, lean not your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Roll tide, everybody.